Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. <laughs> it's July the 20th, 2023. It's time for your Impact Wrestling Post Show. I am at Joel Pearl. And as always, I am here with the Collider herself, the one, the only, Walu Cresta. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> For those of you guys who can't see me on the audio form, hello. I have on a mustache that won't fall off, actually. But it got out of control, and I look like Waluigi. So I went with it. Sometimes you have to be the clown. And I do that. For professional wrestling here on Fightful. That's right. And if you want to see more of this from Cresta, you can join her and Iridian and Rick every Saturday on the AW Collision Post Show, where she does... Have you started doing that yet? Have you started wearing the weird stuff yet? Sorry. Um, I, I did, and uh, it fell off immediately. So no. this Saturday, <laughs> I'm coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> we got to get this mustache right because this is – I mean, I like it. I like it. I like it too, but I also like it when people leave a thumbs up on this video and while you're here, subscribe to the channel here at youtube.com slash Fightful. We are inching closer to our 100 thousand subscribers really close let's get there uh and that way we can get our our color play button i don't know what is it silver at a hundred thousand i've never been that cool i wish i yeah i don't like that um yeah anyway so go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you want to give us a little of your money here's some options for you one is fightfulselect.com best five bucks in the business we'll talk about that a little later or you can leave a super chat here on youtube.com slash fightful any amount get your question or statement read on the air or you can go to humperchats.com if you want to leave a different statement at a different place at a different time maybe you're watching impact uh, at another time and you just want to leave a comment then or maybe you want to leave it for before we go live so that we can read it later when we're live right here but yeah if you go to humperchats.com you can do that crest to tell them how you type on your keyboard or on your phone humperchats.com you put any dollar amount like joel said we will read your question or comment live on air we get to keep a little bit more of the proceeds i'm happy sean ross sap is happy the decepticon in the kitchen is happy humperchats.com I'm sorry, there's a Decepticon in the kitchen. Wah. <laughs> Starscream? Wah. 
Oh, man. I switched from Impact to Ring of Honor, not going to lie, thinking about going back. Yes, that's right. I know that was read earlier, but I feel like that needs to be put out there, Ricardo El Notorio. Let's go. You should go back to Impact. Uh, You missed Slammiversary this past week. That's cool. Steven Jensen and I did a post-show. We got you covered. Cresta was too busy covering a very busy AEW collision, but also one that didn't feature nearly as much fun as the Slammiversary show did. Did you get a chance to catch up on Slammiversary yet? I did. What a fantastic card. And I mean this with the utmost respect. Trying to watch Battle of the Belts and Slammiversary like this, I'm surprised my neck is able to stand straight at this point. Slammiversary, from what I've seen, and with the recap that it gave on BTI, I cannot sing the praises enough of Trinity tapping out Deanna Perazzo. No one taps out Deanna. Deanna Perazzo taps you out. What? Alex Shelley keeping the title. I mean, the only thing I could say I complained about just a tiny, tiny bit was the way Saban lost the title. But even then, I think that was great. Slammiversary, from what I saw, 10 out of 10. Oh, what a good card. What a good card. Well, what did you guys think of it? What did you and Steven Jensen think of it? I'll tell you what. If you go over to YouTube.com slash Fightful and you click on that Slammiversary post show, you'll get our thoughts. We were in and out in about an hour and 15. So if you got 75 minutes, go go listen to it right now. Someone in the chat saying, I'm pretty sure Joel and Crest will watch on Access TV. No, we both watch Impact on YouTube for two reasons. Yes. One, Ultimate Insiders, we get the pay-per-views as well. It's only five bucks a month, or it's a dollar a month if you just want the weekly TV. And on top of that, this isn't a shill for Impact, but like, here's the thing about what I love about Impact on YouTube. The show starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Yep. Has no commercials. Yep. And we're caught up by the end of it. Yep. So that's why we watch on YouTube.com. And also, like, you, you can put it up on your, on your 75-inch TV over there, people in the chat. Come on. Throw it up. Let's go. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this episode of, of of Impact. There was a lot going on, a lot of talky talk, as we mentioned earlier with uh, the crossover, but there's a lot to go over because let's face it, Slammiversary had a lot of new champions, five of them. Tom Hannafin mentioned that was a record. Uh, I mentioned in the post show that <clears throat> one thing that Impact loves to do is once a year, one of the pay per views has every single title, maybe save one, change hands. Slammiversary was the recipient of that this year. So let's get into it. George Iceman is near a boat. He's not on a boat. And he's plugging the return of Josh Alexander tonight. Uh, this was this was so weird. I don't know what... Do- I guess he was on the Windsor docks or something. And someone said, oh, shit, we got to do your BTI segment. And he's like, I have just the idea. And that's how he got this. They just took out the old iPhone and went for it. They should have him, he should do it like in the water. Do like going for a swim with George Iceman and he's just, he's in the water, he's swimming around and he's like doggy paddling as he's talking. Like, I heard that tonight Trinity and Danny Luna have a surprise for the coven. <laughs> Tune in. Wouldn't ice melt in the water? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I couldn't help it. You started this Mimi, but okay. I mean, honestly, with the way he's been on location, I kind of wouldn't hate that. Like, th- I thought it was like, George Iceland has places to be. I'm not, I'm going to give you the scoop on the go. I kind of live for it. That's why it's good. <laughs> I want him in the water now. This is George Iceman with Under the Sea 7. Come with me. Like, oh, thanks, George. Unless he's in the desert. Unless he's in an igloo. But that won't stop me from telling you to join the Ultimate Insiders. So, like, come on, George Iceman. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. I think, I think we've given enough time to George tonight. George, if you're watching, 
we want to see you in the pool next week. Crazy Steve takes on Island Angels, the uh, celestial, the celestial. I don't know what he's doing. He's kicking, he's punching people in the dick during his Ultimate X match. That's what he's doing, but not tonight. Crazy Steve, uh, <laughs> just Crazy Steve loses to Island Angels. Island Angels wins with the Halo Strike, a good spinning heel kick that he does. Uh, Steve had the cross face on Angels. And then eventually they broke it up and then angels gets the halo strike early in the match. I got to point this out and I know you'll love this. Uh, angels walks up to Jade, the ring announcer and says, uh, introduce me as Windsor's favorite wrestler. So she does big booze. And then Steve goes over and whispers in her ear something. And then Jade says, uh, should I, I'm going to ask the crowd if I should bite angels face off. And then they start to bite his face chance. Good match. Easy match. What do you think of this crazy Steven Allen angels? I like Allen angels, new music. I like Alan Angels doing his, I'm an, an a-hole for the lack of a better word. Crazy Steve always looks good, but I do want to point out on commentary, Tom Hannafin is a professional because at one point they weren't chanting to bite him in the face, but he told commentary that's what they were saying. <laughs> I heard bite him in the hot dog. Mm. <laughs> so he was like, they're chanting vitamin face. Like, That's not what I'm hearing. <laughs> that, that could be wrong. And according to Joel Pearl, Hamilton, were they in Hamilton or Windsor tonight? They were in Windsor. Okay, so you guys get it. I'm about to say he called you guys the worst. But I'm also hearing that Canada in general is the worst. I don't know. I thought Canadians were nice. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you never want to go to Hamilton. Impact doesn't go to Hamilton, so clearly we're okay. <laughs> Damn, Hamilton. <laughs> Post-match, post-match, Heath shows up, hits the wake-up call on Angels. I guess Heath's new thing is that he is righting the wrongs of injustice or something because he just keeps taking out people who like cheat to win. So Heath is going to be working for a while on that. I mean, yeah, but wouldn't it be more just to challenge them to a match? I mean, you'd think so. I don't get paid to think. <laughs> I get paid to dress up like characters from the nintendo series and talk about wrestling let's go you dang all right dream job (laughs) impact opens up with scott the moore's promo he thanks the crowd they got a close-up of his mom saying way to go his mom by the way taking a swipe at bully ray during that tag match on on saturday whatever anniversary was that was great (laughs) stuff Puts over his anniversary moment with A1 and Eric Young and Darren McCarty. Says his leave of absence is over. But tonight he's also the director of authority because Santino Marella takes on Dirty Dango. And then he starts to run down the card for tonight's show. And he's interrupted by the Good Hands. They call Scott a coward. Scott invites him to the ring. Good Hands say that Scott is a roadblock and he's overdue for a beating from these Good Hands. And then Demore says, well, no, LOL, you can face Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan instead. Match is fine. I like Callahan's flatliner DDT combo. There's a punch knee and a double crucifix bomb from Swan and Callahan. They pick up the win. Cresta star. Give me your thoughts. Um, I think the theme of tonight, starting with you, is that people who from Canada are mean. Because at one point they were chanting to, I think, Jake something, you can't wrestle. Like, why would you say that? That is so mean. The match itself was fine. I did appreciate Scott Demore saying, I'm back in my role uh thanking the crowd i thought that was very sweet especially like i will say the windsor crowd has been extremely hot for them so i thought that was really nice the match itself was great but i kind of was hoping that it'd be jake something with somebody else but then i was like oh you remember that is him versus kevin knight later on it was fine it was fine yeah it was fine <laughs> it just happened uh, it got swan and callahan back on the winning side of things uh i, I still don't know why these two are teaming up other than their their pals they're bored, maybe. 
they're bored. Anyway, still teaming up together. Ace of Bays. They say Slam Anniversary was supposed to be their best pay per view ever, but the Rascals got involved, costing the titles. Ace of Bays. They say they're going to take back what they lost. And if you thought Run One was good, get ready for Run Two Sweet, which now I'm excited for because that is the best. That, that is, is a good tagline. That is the tagline of all taglines. In walk the Rascals. They say Ace of Bays are going to lose anyway, especially because the Rascals might get involved tonight anyway. Again, they fight. Scott Demore shows up, throws out the Rascals. And then in walks Swingman and Zicky Dice. Swingman says he keeps winning and he deserves a shot at a title, but Santino keeps screwing him. And then Scott says Swingman has to win one match and he gets a title shot. And that matches Swingman versus Zicky Dice. And originally he says if Swingman loses, Swingman is out of impact. And then Dice is like, this is perfect. I'll lay down for you. Everyone's going to win. So Scott Demore comes back and says, I'm not an idiot. So the match is actually a loser leaves impact. And then they do. I love this. They do the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3 stare down where he takes the glasses off and they're doing the mean mug face to face. It's really good stuff. Cresta. Before I get your thoughts, Dex sends us a super chat and says, weeks ago, I joked that Impact was booking for Cresta. This episode reversed it. The Ziggy Dice versus Swinger match and then Bully in the main event segment. Why? Or why in your case? Why? (laughs) I got to tell you, at first I was not on the Swing Daddy train and Joel had showed me the light. But... Why does the loser have to leave town? They're harmless. These two are fantastic together. I like their comedy. If we can, to quote loosely, very loosely, Eric Young, if we can find 10 minutes for Johnny Bravo, we can find 10 minutes for Johnny Swing. <laughs> if you can't find 10 minutes for Johnny Swing, what are you doing, man? What if you can't find 10 minutes for Zicky Dice, what are you doing, man? I think, why they got to leave? You know what? I think it may be time for a gimmick change. I'll leave as the swing daddy, but I'll come back as the doing swaddy. Well, they really don't pay you to think. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think. I don't think. Nah, I don't think that was right. Listen, we'll give you we'll give you another shot at it maybe next week when they do the match. Okay. How's that? I don't think. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we've established this. Eric Young is with Gia Miller backstage. Eric said he has a lot of uh, his pa- a lot. Sorry, he's he's had a lot from his past to address because they mentioned the the stabbing and the uh-huh. coming back and the team Canada. And he's like, it felt good to come back and get the win with Scott Demore slam anniversary. He says he loves tradition and history, but he's always been about change and evolution. And then in walks Nick Aldis. What's all this then? He says. Uh, well, that's not what he said, but that's what I said. And then all of a sudden, he's happy to see Eric Young back, and he thinks that he has a friend that he could face off against these Cretans. He calls them Cretans, who want to take out the internet darlings who threaten to take down Impact. And I'm like, isn't that Dango's gimmick? What are we doing here? Eric says that history and tradition can be beautiful. Nobody's going to put him in a box, and then Young challenges Aldis to a match. That's happening next week. Uh, there you go. What do you think about Aldis and Young? <clears throat> Ain't nothing to explain. With Eric Young and Cody Diener. I think it's been established that Diener's a heck up. So you thought you killed Eric Young. But much like everything else, you failed at that. So I didn't die. I had not died. I had crystallized. And now I'm back on impact, ready to be a bad wrestler for the squared circle. Aldis and him, fine. Quite honestly, I do like Aldis's pompous. I want to see him get beat up. I want to see Eric Young beat him up. But what I think, if my... Mustache is tingling. Dean is going to come out and be like, oh, why are you here? <laughs> I killed you. I seen you die. <laughs> why are you here? 
That's my foretelling. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I'm not going to tell you how it ends because I read the spoilers because that's what I do. Biggest heel in the business, Joel Pearl, ladies and gentlemen. But I will say this much. Next week's match between Aldous and Young apparently is pretty good. So get a, get excited for that. It's a, it's a good classic style wrestling match. So if you if you like that style, then you're going to love this match. Uh, looking forward to it. But um, yeah, who knows where they're going. They never said that Eric Young was dead. They never said that he was stabbed to death. He was merely incapacitated. I mean, he might have. I don't know where that was going. Next, 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 next car, next car. All I'm, say, all I'm saying is that they did the same thing with Jordan Grace. They took her out of the shelf. In, in what was it? Uh, oh my God! Indefinitely is the word that they used. So yeah. Anyway, Jake Something takes on Kevin Knight. They did a promo for Jake Something where he says that he's back and he's coming for everything. Uh, this is the first time ever match between Something and Knight. It's a good match. They got physical. They knocked the shit out of each other, which I love. At one point, Kevin Knight goes for a top rope Rana because he's tall. And uh, Something grabs him, catches him, hits a big powerbomb off top rope for a 2.9. Uh, Knight hits a couple big crossbodies. There's some good stuff there. And eventually, Jake Something wins with what he calls into the void, but really it's just a black hole slam, uh, which I love a, a little ode to abyss TNA legend. what do you think of this match? Jake something and Kevin Knight. In the beginning, I was like, Kevin Knight, what are you doing? You cannot outpower this man. Um, <clears throat> but then I feel like in the first third of it, Jake something was abusing this young man. There was one point he had uh, Kevin Knight in the ropes like this, and he slapped that man's chest hairs off. Ooh, I felt that. That was brutal. He's a big man. But by the second, third, right before he got that, right, right before he got that powerbomb for the Hurricane Rana, he was really taking it to him. Like literally, I think um, Ray Walt said it best: "Cat and mouse. As long as he doesn't catch you, he can. You can hurt him." But after he hit that powerbomb off the second rope. It was all downhill. I will say this was a really good match. I had the tag match for the rematch of the titles was my match of the night, but this was up there. This was a really good match. Yeah, I mean, it was the only other substantial match on the cards tonight, but it was really good, and I did enjoy it. It's nice to see not only Kevin Knight get a good shine, but also to see Jake something have mm-hmm. a good, solid singles match. And it wasn't just a squash. I, I thought for a minute that it was going to be that way, but then I remembered, well, no, they treat Kevin Knight pretty well here. So I'm looking forward to this match, and I think it paid off. It was good stuff. I will also say that in the two times from Slammiversary and now, Jake something has a lot of chemistry with a lot of people. He's really good. Um, it's just funny to hear commentary say he's got something up or is he's coming down with something. <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's great. It's good gimmick. Just wait. It gets weirder. Uh, Courtney, <laughs> you'll see it. Courtney Rush and Savannah Evans face off. This is a really a match about uh, how much can the Shantaraj get involved? Well, early in the match, David Dahl holds, holds up. Courtney Rush lets Savannah Evans hit that big corner splash. Later in the match, Vidal gets involved again, but this time Chody Threat removes him from the equation by literally removing him from ringside. Uh, Jessica knocks out uh, Giselle Shaw on the outside, and Courtney Rush gets the win? Yes. She um, Rush pins Evan. I didn't see the finish, and I don't know if that was a camera angle or me thing because I was kind of moving around. Because once they started cheating in the first five seconds, I was like, I know what this is best. I know what this is fucking for. Like, I already know. I already know. This is one of those times my brain just did not write the note down. So here we go. Uh, Post match, Sean Evans looking for her, uh, looking for Janai. Not Janai Kai. She's on in the weeds tomorrow. Uh, they're looking for Jay Vidal because 
Giselle Shaw needs an outfit change, which I love. I thought it was so stupid and so good. They were on MK Ultra, who are the new knockout. Is that their real name? That is the name of the tag team. MK That's Ultra. That's 10 out of 10. That is so 10 out of 10. Yeah. Masha Slamovich and Killer, Killer Kelly, they run into them, and then they tell them to find another way through because they're not going to get through MK Ultra. And then uh, Jay Vidal is dropped on the floor by Jody Threat, and he's shaking and he's scared. And Jody says, let this be the last time I have to do this. So whatever Jody Threat did to Jay Vidal, it, uh, it spooked him real good. And also the Chantourage want nothing to do with MK Ultra. What do you think of this post-match weird segment between all these people? That was a lot. It, it was a lot. Don't hate it. It didn't hurt anybody. But, I mean, to be fair, Jody Threat's theme song is I Was Raised in Hell. So, I, I don't think David Dow was raised in hell. And if you've never been to hell, you're going to see some shit. So, <laughs> I thought it was it was inoffensive, but kind of like, how you going to – I mean, I, I, too, would get punked by Masha and Killer Kelly. So, I understand. I – I I don't know. I I don't think it was in effect. I don't think it was offensive, but I just feel like I don't know. Maybe it could be done a little different, but I don't know. I don't know. I too would be afraid of them. I too. I too. So I don't want to be tough, even though I say it's easy for you to be tough. I don't want to get a snowplow. I, I don't want to take that. But imagine for a moment if Jody Threat went to the undead realm because she was raised in hell. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Father Mitchell knows her. <laughs> Not the coven. She's never seen the coven a day in her life. They went to the That's private right. school in hell. <laughs> the private school in hell. Speaking of the coven, they're like, we got screwed by MK Ultra and we dropped those knockouts tag titles. But next week, we're going to make a statement against Trinity and Danny Luna. And then, I don't know, they make a really stupid joke and they both laugh and they walk away. Uh, this was earlier before uh, Trinity had a post uh a post-match promo after she won the knockouts title, basically saying the work starts now and uh, she is going to represent the knockouts to the best of her ability. So good stuff. Coven stuff. Great stuff. Let's just move on. I, unless you have something to add about the coven. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Gresham and Hannafin. This, this is something we're talking about. Jonathan Gresham sits down with Tom Hannafin and says he's got something on the tip of his tongue ever since he started at impact. He says, uh, what is it about the X division? What do they say? There's uh, no weight limits, no rules. And he says, I, I came to Ring of Honor and I wanted to reestablish rules and I want to do the same thing here. So I can't work under this environment. He says, this environment might not be for me. And he gets up and walks off. I've been saying, I, I was under the impression, Cresta, that maybe Slammiversary was going to be Jonathan Gresham's final appearance in Impact Wrestling before maybe showing up at Death Before Dishonor this weekend. I'm, I don't think that's happening now. I think maybe we're starting something with Jonathan Gresham, but if he ends up showing up after that Pac and Claudio match, that's going to be a really good uh, crossover that I would enjoy. What do you think of this Jonathan Gresham, Tom Hannafin segment? I really did thought he was going to leave. I thought he was like, I'm out of here. I want to do it like this. I will say his suit was very nice. That was a very nice three-piece suit. Oh, 10 out of 10. But like, I don't want you to go. But at the same time, I, again, I if this is a gimmick change, okay, I guess. But if he's actually leaving, I kind of partially understand. Like, I really, I understand what he said. It's about no limits and no rules. And yet there's always some shenanigans. It's, it's, it's not really no rules. You know what I mean? And like he said, too, I know a little bit about his Ring of Honor 
role. He's like, I want to do pure wrestling. I want to do this. And they were like, bro, there's a title for that. And that's it. Nobody wants to wrestle like that. Get out of here with your fisticuffs, you old timey wrestler. I get it. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. If it's, if it's a new gimmick, okay, I'm on board for it. If he's leaving, I'm sad, but I understand. Gresham's been very tight-lipped since the beginning of his impact run about how long he's there, how long the deal is that he signed, what his intentions were, how long he wanted to stay. He did say to Nick Hausman in an interview not too long ago that he kind of smoothed things over with Tony Khan and the door is open for him to come back to Ring of Honor and AEW at any point. I, I would like to see Gresham back in Ring of Honor because he became so synonymous. I do think it's more likely that Gresham's going to try and start some sort of pure rules division style thing in Impact. And he's going to try and get guys like Speedball Mike Bailey or uh, maybe Jake something. Just try to get some, some serious, heavy-hitting grapple-style wrestling. Aldous even. Uh, probably not Nick Aldous. We'll leave it at that. Okay, work, 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 work. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it. There are enough wrestlers in Impact Wrestling. But I also feel like another title... And that's the thing. I don't know if it would lead to another title. It would maybe be him grabbing these groups of wrestlers and being like, we want change in the X division, and this is how we do it, by having these particular matches with these sets of rules. They can't call it pure rules because that already exists, but it would be something that is akin to the pure rules division in Ring of Honor. Almost like, yeah, I see it in the chat. Foundation 2.0, you could probably do that. I don't know if he's going to start a a group, but I think it would be more likely that he wants the same um, the same ideals of the foundation but in wrestling matches i don't hate it i don't hate it um i saw this in the chat earlier too and i totally agree with gresham being underutilized so if it puts him in a role where he's on my screen more and featured every week i'm here for it i think he's absolutely fantastic i i the right word I'm trying to say is put this man on TV. Come on now. Come on now. Who doesn't love a little catch me if you can? A little, I'm going to stretch you out. He puts on bangers with speedball Mike Bailey. But again, like if he's going to go somewhere where they're going to give him shine, if you love me, let me go, baby. Well, someone in the chat saying Greshpool Combat Club. <laughs> I mean, if everyone is friends and everyone's getting along, I could see him joining combat club in aew i could see that too i could see that as long as i want jonathan gresham on my screen now dobby the brain human sends a super chat he says uh, in the interview in the, the segment he did complain about ring of honor too so not sure that he's going that way but he definitely felt like a heel turn and either a move to the heavyweight division or changing the exhibition i am more inclined to believe that yes he is sticking around this is the start of a new jonathan gresham character i'm okay with it if it starts giving Jonathan Gresham more layers to his character. This is something yes. that I've talked about multiple times with you, with Steven Jensen. It's that, yes, Gresham is underutilized in impact. Part of that is on Jonathan Gresham needing a character because impact is very character driven. People are larger than life. They're a little nuts, whatever it is. And Gresham's just not that he's never been presented that way. And so this is the first time we've seen him present himself as a little more. It's still similar to what he is, but now there's going to be this added layer. If it's going to be him starting a serious division and trying to be super serious wrestler, not like Dango we, that we joke about, but like this is super serious wrestler Jonathan Gresham now with an actual axe to grind against Impact Wrestling. Uh, what you said, all I can hear is uh, Gresham coming out, man. 
I hate pro wrestling. <laughs> that's from business, baby. That's a good point. I mean, I don't. I can see that, but at the same time, like, yo, you wear a Cthulhu mask for Christ's sake. Or like, what more character do you need? I'm gonna stretch it. I'm gonna send you to the shadow realm, Yugi. But I also see what you're saying. It'll give him depth. It'll give him a uh, yeah depth. It'll give him depth. Yeah, and it's it's not a bad thing that he is this way. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, and the 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 octopus thing is just because he can tie you up in a million ways. Like it's a they call him the octopus. It's a whole thing. It's a gimmick. But it's time for him to have an actual gimmick in this whole story. And this is you just want to beat people up. I got it. Same. You I mean, I do. I want to beat people up. Do another pit fight. Since so a kid called a fight pit. <laughs> Beat up Kenny King. <laughs> what everyone's doing. Anyway, Dirty Dango versus Santino. I don't even know what to tell you about this. He says, man, I do I ever hate pro wrestling? That's basically how we all feel. Dango works on the back of Santino Morella. Santino goes for the Cobra. And then Johnny Bravo returns and he screws Santino. Dirty Dango gets the win. I have nothing to add to this if you do. Go ahead. I'm going to turn my notes because you said everything that's on my first page. So we turn over. Um, no, nah, I don't got no no. Oh, you know what? The one no is Santino wrestled really, really well. He was wrestling a lot more serious than I thought. Those series of arm drags were fantastic. And Dango being nine feet nine and selling that, great. I will say again, if we can bring back Johnny Bravo, why Zicky dies so Johnny Swinger got to leave town? Because Johnny Bravo was a backstage producer. I don't care. I don't care. You talk to your dad, please. Do you think Johnny Bravo is going to try and shoot Santino Morella because <laughs> that's what he does? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
I can't answer that seriously. <laughs> it was that storyline in particular. When I had first first gotten to wrestling, and my little brother showed me, I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> and now that I watch it religiously, I'm like, yo, this is the best worst. <laughs> So I'm going to pull this up. This is just a chat. This is, this is not a super chat. Is, Santino actually tried to wrestle this dude for 90% of the match. I, this goes again to my point. This match could have been 100 million times better if we ditched the Santino gimmick, ditched the stupid everything, get rid of the accent, and just do, just do the match. But instead, we didn't get that. We had Santino being Santino, and then going... Go for the Cobra finish. That's fine. Do that because it brings out Johnny Bravo and he takes the sock, yada, yada, whatever. But, like, this whole thing was such a serious match Uh over a serious family issue that Dango started. And, like, this could have been so much better. And they kept talking about how Santino has this background in in all these styles of, of MMA and wrestling and everything. And those are legitimate. Like, Anthony Corelli, the man, has those disciplines. He trains here at Battle Arts in Mississauga, Ontario. Like he, he has these things, but they're not. Let, they're doing this stupid character. And I think if you drop it for this one match, it would have been fine. You would have been fine, but we still did it. Joel hates comedy. You heard it here first. Joel loves comedy. <laughs> Man, do I, I hate say, pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you just hate pro wrestling. I will say that you have a very valid point. Maybe it's a very slow burn that we're seeing shades of serious Santino, and then he'll get super serious and like snap. And then Daniel's gonna be like, I'm just goofing. I was just goofing. He's like, I'm not joking. What's funny? I don't have no charisma. What's funny? I want to laugh too after I beat you up. Maybe. I don't know. Eric Young put him back in Violet by Design, brainwash him and make him crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Ridiculous. People in the chat just digging in on me. Listen, man, Hamilton's the only thing I really dislike. That's the only thing I really hate. Dude, he said that part of Canada sucks. <laughs> it's, so close. it's so close to me, too. Anyway, let's let's talk about something else that I really dislike, and that's the Edwards. Lish says Tracy isn't the woman she is. Tracy walks in, confronts Lish, says, say it to my face. Kazarian's there. Eddie's there. They all fight. I'm guessing they're going to do the mixed tag match in Toronto. After all, at Emergence, I have nothing left to add. What did you think of the Edwards fighting the Kazarian? I like this version of Lish. She's she's Vicky Guerrero. She's so annoying. <laughs> no, we, don't, no we, don't, we, do not, we do not invoke that name here. No. Oh, I, I, I really am liking this version of Lish. She's, she's the worst. She's literally, she is that girlfriend who you're like, please, I just want to go to the bar and have a drink with my friends. You're not going to fight anybody, right? I'm not going to fight anybody. Two seconds later, you act like, oh my God, that's my wife. I, I'm here for it. I actually really like, it's better than what she's been doing. I like this. I'm going to go back to the Santino thing for a minute because people are saying like, <laughs> more people know Santino. That's not my point. My point here was that it's Santino, yes. And, and you're still portraying him as Santino on Impact. But I feel like this would have gone, this would have been a better story if while he's Santino, he just, because Dirty Dango is all about breaking kayfabe for this entire gimmick that he's running. So Santino sinks to his level and says, you know what? You want to you shoot Cowboy? You're not going to get Santino. You're going to get Anthony. 
and you're going to get Anthony Corelli. And people still know who this guy is. <clears throat> they still, but they just drop the gimmick for a minute. That's all that it is. Anyway, impact tag titles are on the line. Ace of base take on subculture. It's a great match. Go out of your way to watch it, but don't, uh, don't watch the last like minute because the rascals show up and basically ruin it for everyone. <laughs> I went to the bathroom at the end of it. And all I saw, because I didn't think it was going to be the end of it. I thought I knew Josh Alexander was closing the show. I didn't think they'd give him 20 minutes. When we talk about it, you know exactly why they gave him 20 minutes. Yeah, I was thinking, like, okay, he'll come out and say something. There might be a confrontation, but I yeah, I didn't think. And I think we've established that I don't do that. So I asked why that makes a lot more sense at the end. Like they were in a pretty predicament, but it was cool. I ran to the bathroom and it was over. I was like, just a second. <laughs> Either way, the uh they they do a good finish just because subculture does get the win with the multi-pin reversals and Mandarin's uh-huh. ends up pinning Chris Bay. That's good. I don't love the Rascals showing up. Trey hits the Meteora on Ace on the floor from the stairs, and then they run off. They they there were some really good counters though. Like the art of the fold getting countered where Bay hits the finesse and then he goes for a brain buster, but it gets turned into a stun, a stun dog millionaire. The Blitzney bop is a wild move. I love watching it. Austin, Ace Austin making a save off of that pin attempt was really good stuff. Uh, again, it's a really good match. The Rascal stuff, I just felt, I know why it's there. I know it's furthering a story. Uh, this kind of sucked. They, they were supposed to be banned. And if you're going to ban someone, you're going to tell them not to be there. You don't come back. You don't come through the crowd. You enforce the rules, damn it. Sola Sokoa, WrestleMania 39. Agreed. Actually, no, let's make it even more, more pertinent. Don Callis, Forbidden Door, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. You kick him out and he came back anyway. And it wasn't that that's a whole nother can of worms because at least the rascals, according to you, because I didn't see it, they ran in and they were gone. Don what? Callis was kind of like, I'm not touching you. <laughs> if not- I don't move really fast, you can't see me. <laughs> like, yo, bro, get out of here. <laughs> I, I think this match was great. I think this was a showcase for Mandrews, actually. Him and Chris Bay got so much chemistry. Um, Ace also was getting his ass beat <laughs> by uh, Flash Morgan Webster, which is a great name. Um, yeah, this I want to tell you to please go watch this. This is a great tag match. And it if this does result in a Rascals three-way subculture so we can get a run too sweet, I'm so for it. I'm so for it. But subculture is such a good tag team. Such a good tag team. And you know what else is a great tag team, Cresta? Wow. You and FightfulSelect.com. Oh, baby, the best five bucks in the business. That tag team will get you all the scoops, all the news, and all the great exclusive content here on Fightful.com. So go to FightfulSelect.com, best five bucks in the business. Ring of Honor scoops. If you want, if you want death before dishonor scoops, we got them over to FightfulSelect.com. Willow Nightingale gave an interview to Sean Ross Sapp. We got the notes on that before the interview drops. You want Cody Rhodes notes? Baby, we got them. You want Ask Rhapsody, where someone asked a question about me asking a question about someone else asking a question that involved me about a question? There's more important stuff there, but Ask Rhapsody's there. They do it every other week. Sean does a Q&A every other, or every week, I should say. What else goes on? We've got Sour Graps. If you want a sour dose of WWE programming, Alex Pulaski has you covered. Kate joins them sometimes. You know Kate. She just did the thing. The Ring of Honor post show. She just did that. FightfulSelect.com, best five bucks in the business. Go there, get in there right now. Little Birdie told me that myself and uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Van 
are going to be doing a Q&A real soon up there. Oh, Jimothy Van, period. Hey, you know that guy. You've met him once. Uh, I think I've met that guy once or twice. There you go. <laughs> Uh, AO Production sent us a super chat, and I guess this is the said this is what they meant to send with it. Someone made a good point. Security was preoccupied with Eddie and Lish, Frankie and Tracy to get involved with Rascals getting involved in the match. So I'll, I'll pull the curtain back for a second. Um, when the tapings were happening, I was looking at people posting on Twitter about it, and apparently the Rascals were sitting in the back of the room of where they were filming, like at the bar, not drinking, but they were, there's a bar at the back and they were just taking selfies with people and hanging out for a good solid five minutes. And then they were waiting for their cue and they went to the front and then they did their thing. <laughs> what, re what real ones? How are you like, hold on. Let me take a selfie right quick. Thank you. Let me go beat somebody up real quick. <laughs> it was good stuff. But when I was reading that, I was like, of course, that's what they're doing. What a bunch of dicks. I love it. That's that is good fan work. That is they're they're givers. They're givers. They are tag team of the people. I have to think about that for a second. But they're not supposed to be there. We're rascals. We're rebels. That's right. They were in their treehouse. They weren't drinking. Anyway, next week on Impact, we've got a loser leaves Impact. Swingman versus Icky Dice. That's going to be the thumbnail. You just know it. Trinity take uh, Trinity and Danny Luna are going to team up to take on the Coven, and then Eric Young and Nick Aldis. That's going to be a good match. Said it once. Say it again. Josh Alexander promo time, baby. This is a 20-minute promo. You know why? Because literally everyone else came out. <laughs> I've heard of Fightful Overbooks. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Funny, if you think getting in the weeds with us at 10 a.m. on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is important, let's talk about this Overbook segment. This wasn't so bad, actually. It's not Overbooks. It's it's not, we were just trolls. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Josh Alexander comes out, says he's happy to be back, says because of impact, Josh got to realize his dream. He took the most of his opportunity. And then a freak injury took away that opportunity said he'd be back better than ever he doubted himself and then he saw macklin win the world title and it drove him to work his hardest and get back faster and then the big news is josh alexander is officially cleared for entering competition said he wanted to confront macklin for the world championship but alex shelley wanted it against all odds and he retained at slammiversary so he asks is alex shelley good enough to beat josh alexander well out comes alex shelley says uh, alex shelley calls alexander Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, it was if from what I understand, that injury was kind of gnarly. And for you to come back four months later, you're a beast. And also, I want to add, imagine hating someone so much like Steve Mack. Like, oh nah, I gotta get back. This guy wanted screw that. <laughs> Macklin at home catching strays. Like, how do I get dragged into this? <laughs> well, Josh just wanted to save impact because because Steve Macklin was gonna destroy it under his vision. That's the way it worked. Wow, you guys are heels. <laughs> no, that's what they expected. Anyway, uh, Shelly says he wants the match because he beat Macklin, but he's lost to Josh Alexander the opportunities he's had for titles. So uh, it makes perfect sense for them to do the match. And then now comes Leo Rush. Leo says uh, he was he said he was going to win, and he won the X Division Championship by beating Alex Shelly's best friend and nine-time champion Chris Saban. He threatens to use option C. Then out comes Kushida, and Kushida says, you're not using option C until you face me. And then out comes Bully Ray out of nowhere. Moose and Myers even get weirder and blindside Kushida and Shelly. Bully goes after Josh yelling, remember me. They invite Leo Rush to take out Shelly and option C it. And Leo says, no, nah, I'll do it on my own time. And then abruptly, that's the end of the show. One thing I will point out, by the way, if you were watching on Access, apparently the first like 
10 minutes of this promo had no audio. So I'm sorry if you didn't see it. But Impact, supposedly, they uploaded it to their YouTube for free. So you can go check that out uh, after we get off the air because we're about to finish with this whole thing. What do you think of this uh, this whole segment? There was so much. Bully is back. He never really went anywhere. Musa Myers are with him. Leo's his own dog. What do you think? It made sense up until Bully Ray. It made sense. I'm Ox. <clears throat> sorry. I'm Alex. I am Josh Alexander. Holy hell, that was hard. I'm Josh Alexander. I'm telling you about all my accolades. It made sense for Alex Shelley, the current champion, to come out and say, you know what? You're right. The last time we met up, you did beat me. But the other time I went for it, I won. I succeeded. It did make sense then for Leo Rush to come out because you are the X Division champion. Say, I got option C it if I really want to. The only reason why I haven't done it is because I don't want to right now. And Kushida coming out made sense because I got the X Division uh the ultimate, is it an ultimate X title? What do you call it? It's the ultimate X. All right, I got the ultimate X, bro. So, like, you're not going to do for that unless you challenge me. To me, there's a great couple of matches here. Bully Ray. Okay, even that makes sense because it's Bully Ray, and I want to be involved in everything, and I want to be involved in everything. But Musa Maya's working with Bully Ray. I thought you guys were going for the tag team. Why are you messing with Bully Ray? Moose. Why are you messing with Bully Ray? If I'm not mistaken, the last time he was here, you two had a fisticuff. So uh, I'm I'm going to let this play out, but I don't see the motivation for Moose and Myers to help Bully in this situation. But unless you guys want to be the Rowdy Rough Boys, which that tracks, I don't see why you guys wouldn't do something to get the tag team titles unless Bully Ray is a means to an end. But <clears throat> you guys don't watch the product either. You watch the product enough to know that Joe Hendry's a menace to society, but you don't watch the product to know that Bully Ray is going to screw you over. It doesn't matter how much you help him. Yeah, I, I, maybe I overthought it. Maybe I overthought it. Everything else made sense. I get it. Even Leo Rush said, I'm not making a deal with the devil because Bully Ray lie like the day is long. So, And that's why Leo might be the perfect heel for this whole thing because He's on his own. He's doing yeah. the lone wolf and he's like, I'm going to win titles on my own time. I bet on myself. And again, I like that about Leo. Uh, AO sends us a super chat saying, is it me or is option C kind of too much? And it hurts the exhibition title. I think it's too much when it's overused. When is it overused? When every other champion uses it or teases it. It makes sense for Leo Rush to be teasing it because he wants that world title. He wants every title. Uh-huh. That being said, I don't want Leo Rush to cash it in. I want him to keep teasing it, but I want him to get so cocky about winning his X Division championship defenses that he is like, oh, the next one. No, no, but wait, I got to beat this guy. I'll do it the next time. Oh, no, I got to beat this guy first. And then eventually the one guy that beats him, he's like, I should have had a chance. Should have done it when I had the chance. So that's that's where my brain is. What do you think about the whole X, X Division and the option C gimmick? Maybe because I'm new. I like it. I think the last time we saw Bully Ray exercise option C, it left a vacancy at the top of the card, which at the top of the X Division card, which will immediately bump somebody up, which can immediately elevate someone, even if they don't win the title, you know, it makes a mad dash for it. I don't dislike it. I think that it's it's even it's even better that you have the ultimate X to keep that in check. There's always a check for something. So I don't hate it. I think it's great. I can see how, like you say, it's annoying. You win the X Division title and then you use it just to cash in, but that's strategy. But then you also have people like Trey Miguel, 
uh, speedball Mike Bailey who are like, I want to bring prestige to the X Division. I just don't want to get it and cash it in like it's a pawn. So I think it can be both. I can see how if it is overused, it's annoying, but I'm still wide-eyed and bushy tail. I think it's great because if someone does, like I said, if someone does cash it in, you immediately bring up the rest of the roster in that division to be like, okay, I can do it. Or even if someone is in the heavyweight division and needs a refresher, you can put them in an X Division match. I'll say it a hundred million times. The worst option C cash in in the last few years goes to Frankie Kazarian beating Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Division championship and then going after Alexander and Alexander beats him. And it's just, it was uh, Kazarian versus, uh, versus Alexander didn't bug me as much as how we got there. Him using option C like the night after he won the exhibition championship from speedball Mike Bailey, who was a long-term champion who had so much potential and there hasn't really been much with speedball since that really bugged me. Uh, that being said with Leo, I like that option C is the perfect story to be looming over Alex Shelley because he beat Shelley's best friend and tag team partner. And then you've got Kushida who's also part of time machine who's there to be the savior of his best friend and the protector of the impact world champion. So there's like, and, and it's not like Kushida could go after the world championship while he's holding the ultimate X, right? Cause that X division championship match, that's what you get with ultimate X. You don't get a yeah. world championship match. You can't cash it in whatever. So Kushida is like the ultimate baby face in this case. There's a lot of really good stuff in here, but there's also a lot of really just muddy stuff that they're going to have to work through. And I'm hoping that the option C thing it's as much as it's teased, I hope they don't pull the trigger on it because it's not that I don't think Leo Rush would be a great Impact World Champion. It's just that I don't know. I don't know how useful it would be for for his uh, story right now. I can see that. I can see that. But again, like, I mean, I could also see Leo Rush beating all three of them. Beat all your time splitters. I think that'd be that'd be that'd be kind of funny. I would laugh. I would get a pop out of that. I'd laugh. Okay, I don't hate it. Again, I, I want to see what they do with Leo. I want to see how long he's there. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's that's one thing with Leo Rush. He's been speaking very highly of Impact. I think Impact fits Leo Rush really well because they kind of let you come and go as you please, and that's always been Leo Rush's like main thing. Everyone makes the, re- the retirement joke every other time. I get it. There was a Facebook post that we put up on Fightful. We, we put up all of our articles end up as fa- Facebook posts as well. And, and one of the Leo Rush ones had like, 80 comments, and it was just the same comment over and over again. Oh, I'm telling him he retires. Oh, he can't retire the next day. Oh, he drops down when he retires the next day. And I'm like, get a new joke, man, because Leo just wants to do what Leo wants to do. He's not going to FO on you if you don't pigeonhole him. Agreed. He's and just, I think... He wants I'm to sorry. Work. No, I was going to say, like, he, just, he just wants to work, and he, I think he would like what Impact offers him in terms of the, the work rate that he has to give. And the, the schedule. Also, wrestlers retire every other day and come back. I what are we doing? <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine Terry Funk today trying that shit? People be all like, "Oh, you retired last week. No, he's gonna retire next week too." We'd we'd be doing the same the same song and dance. I mean, yeah, I I get why it can be funny, but like I said, after a while, it becomes like. <laughs> You know wrestling's fake, right? Like, all right, oh brother, this guy stinks. And just like we said, just like we wanted, they're giving Leo Rush a character. At yep. the end of the day, that is what I wanted to see, and we talked about that week after week when he came in, and that's what they're doing. And I'm such a fan 
of where where he is right now compared to when he came in. We have more definition to Leo Rush, and I'm sure we're going to have more because this story only got started really to well at Slammiversary, but there it's starting to build now mm-hmm. that uh, now that Bully's involved and trying to get him trying to get Leo to do his thing. He was really bully just wants Leo to cash in. So that's one less problem for bully to deal with. That's a fact. And that's how he's using Moose and Myers. I don't know. I want Leo Rush and Nick Aldis to fight. Did they fight already or no? No, they did. They didn't. I don't think they're going to be fighting at least in an impact ring anytime soon. Anyway, that's impact for July 20th, 2023. Cresta, what you got going on? What's happening? Wow. Guys, my name is Cresta Star. You can find me here on Fightful with Joe Pearl every Thursday. We'll be covering everything Impact Wrestling. On Saturdays, you can find me with your rest friend, Iridian, Riccacino, and sometimes Sean Rossap. You are our colliders. We want to collide with you. Mondays, Wednesdays, and sometimes Fridays, you can find me on either Twitch or TikTok, where I go live with you. We watch wrestling together. No video, because I don't want to get DMCA'd. But if that was a lot, Head on over to my Twitter right down here where it says Crest the Star. There's a link tree in my bio, and uh, all my links are there. Guys, you are fantastic. I love you. Take care of yourself and your mom and get some apple pie. Joel, where can they find you? I'm not hard to find. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Jeremy Lambert and I go in the weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern until about noon talking about wrestling from that from that high angle perspective, all the shows, all the news, all the good stuff. We interview people too. Uh, if you want a good one, uh, maybe you heard about the incident with Rick Steiner and WrestleCon and the will they, won't they book them? Well, Brian Bell, who works without sports, uh, they were on our show on Wednesday and talked about the situation and the conversation they had with, uh, with uh, not Rick Steiner, with, with Michael from WrestleCon. So we bring you interviews like that. Janai Kai joins us uh, on Friday talking about some smash wrestling and a whole bunch of other stuff. Come and join us in the weeds. I promise you, you'll have a good time. And uh, tomorrow night, if you're listening to us on Thursday or whatever it is, on the Friday, I'll be hosting the SmackDown post show this week because, Cresta, you got Kate who's like, I'm going to go to do other things on Friday night. So I need a ringer. So she asked me. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, and then on Sunday, Kate and I will probably be back on Fightful Overbook talking about wrestling. We'll see. We'll see. Joel and Kate today. It's a lot of wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling. We talk about it. Okay. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.